today's episode, we have a special opportunity to focus on our very littles in our home and what their top priority is all the way up to our grown kids. There's something that's the top priority and that's what we're going to look at. Plus, we're also going to do a segment that is specifically about learning the art of allowing our children to grow up. You're listening to Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom, and this is your place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. Let's get started. Where kids abound, so do unpredictable moments. If you're the parent of very many littles, you know, the loud but small tykes who roam your home, I can guess that you share some of my same crazy history. Okay, moms, I think it's time for us to to bond over a little bit of mom crazy. And these are all things that happened when my kids were little. So when I had littles in the home, maybe you do also. Now I have little grandsons that are in my home occasionally and love it. Unfortunately, they live in another state, so it's not as often as I would like it to be. So I actually miss some of this mom crazy. Now my kids are, my youngest is 10 Uh, She just turned 10 and is in fifth grade, so I'm missing some of this crazy. We have a different kind of crazy now. Here's one. Changed a diaper of an interesting color and realized the baby had been eating a crayon. I'll bet that's happened at your house. Had a line at least three children deep waiting to talk to me or ask a question. Yeah, or maybe you put a sign. I put a sign on my bedroom door before that says... Uh, stop, ask dad, because I just needed a little bit of away time. And that was a way for me to get it. And then a few minutes later, you hear a knocking on the door. Mom, why is there a sign on the door that says stop, ask dad? Yeah, that's the kind of mom crazy I know you're familiar with. Well, today we're going to talk about some that's specific to when you have littles in the home. I know that you are especially tired and maybe you don't get enough adult conversation and life is just uniquely hard for the mom of littles. And I know for me, there's this struggle internally when I was at that stage of how in the world am I going to get anything done with the older kids when the littlest one in the bunch seems to demand my constant attention. Well, after seven of my own children and now enjoying some grandbabies, I've had a few opportunities to figure it out and to also to recognize what's the most important thing that I can be doing with all of these kids each day. I'm going to look at just the very first thing. There's multiple important things, but today for a few minutes, we're going to look at just the most important thing, especially in relation to the youngest ones in the home, but much of this applies to any age. So you may have heard of the series of books on the five love languages. My first recommendation to you on how to deal with preschoolers in a busy household is derived from a concept that I actually gleaned from the five love languages book, uh, five love languages of children uh, book by Gary Chapman and Ross Campbell. And you can also see the book, how to really love your child by Ross Campbell. The concept is that there is a love tank that each of us possesses, and when that love tank is full, we're at our best. That concept has helped me so many times throughout my years of parenting. So here's my step one, or the most important thing for really helping our kids be able to be at their best, is to fill 
their love tank. And when you have littles in the house, I would recommend fill the youngest love tank first because their love tank depletes a lot more quickly. A child with a full love tank can play on their own better, be less clingy, and have more peace, and just in their own spirit more peace, which of course translates into more peace in the home. And one way that I did this as a mom of littles was to schedule five to 10 minutes at the top of every hour with the little one, uh, the toddler age one, in a focused one-on-one time with them. Then this bought me some minutes of focused time with the older kids to go over their assignments or whatever with with them or to get some other things done. But that little one's love tank being filled up, um, when we spend time with them first, then they're not... They're, they're not needing us to fill that love tank. It's already full. Unfortunately, littles love tanks deplete very quickly, I've realized. So you, that's why I scheduled it at the top of every hour. Literally would set my timer for that. So certainly after the few minutes of focused time with each of your little ones, they still need supervision, of course, but they are far less needy because they aren't running on emotional fumes anymore. The thing with littles is that their tank empties quickly. So speaking of mom time, when my house was full of really young children, uh, I'm the mom of four daughters and three sons. So they all had big love tanks that needed filling, some of them bigger than others. I've, I've noticed that some kids need a lot more time with you in filling their love tank than others of them do. We don't want, however, the ones that don't have a very big love tank, it doesn't mean that they need us less. They just need us in different ways, and we want to stay aware of that. So how did I fill those love tanks with the multiple ages? Well, for my my young elementary or even up to early middle school, this would work. I made this sign that was that says, Mom and Me Time. And if I had that sign sitting out, next to me, then that meant the other kids needed to not interrupt me while the sign is up because I'm having some special time with just that child. And what that did was made that child feel really special and important. And the other kids were good at honoring the sign because they valued and treasured that mom and me time with me as well. So they honored it really well. And that was helpful. So you might just, you know, get out a a paper and marker and make yourself a mom and me sign. Now that most of my kids are older, I don't use a sign like that anymore because they're past that age group. Now in John Eldridge's book, The Way of the Wild Heart, oh my goodness, this was really, really transformational to my husband and I. Um, This book is called The Way of the Wild Heart. It's not his main book that everybody knows him by so well. I think that book is called Wild at Heart. No, this book is called The Way of the Wild Heart. And he talks about the stages of a boy's life in this book. The first stage is one that really does apply no matter boy or girl. The first stage was uh, beloved son. The principle of this stage is essential for both boys and girls. And, and in it, the child needs to know that he is adored by his parents, loved beyond measure. And when we started changing how we treasured our kids, it made us realize how poorly we had been doing it before. And thus, it it transformed our family's life and how we parented, and therefore became something that we recognized as essential 
an essential part of the action of loving our kids well. So one of my greatest regrets in life is that there were some difficult years in mine and my children's lives where I was not good at adoring them, making them feel just utterly adored. I was so caught up in trying to make sure that they were good that I failed to show them that they were pricelessly treasured. Don't make the mistake that I made. That's what I would just really implore you today is don't make that mistake. Be sure that you are being really intentional at actively blessing your children. In fact, that reminds me of another great book called The Blessing by John Trent and Gary Smalley. And that also was a really impactful book to me. I actually borrowed that book from my grandma, who's been passed away for a long time, but she was awesome at blessing her grandchildren. I mean, she just knew how to make us feel like when we were in her presence, we were the only thing that, you know, she just was great at giving us her time and her attention and loving on us and speaking truth into us and helping us see that we were valued regardless of how we acted or how we looked or any other thing. We were just valued. That's the kind of grandma that I'm trying to be and the kind of mom that I am intentionally working towards. So my prayer for you, mom, is that you also can remember that a top priority in your daily life for your kids would be to actively show them that you love them. In littles, I believe that needs to be every hour. In elementary age, I believe you need a focused time every day and and up through, you know, as as old as you can. But I have grown kids that don't even live here anymore. And so how can I do that? I can do that through text messages, through voicemails, through uh, sending them an occasional card in the mail, or if one of them, three of them live in the same state that's separate from the state that we live in. And so if one of them comes, I can send something back for the, the, for the others, just finding different active ways, sending them a text saying, I'm praying for you, or how, how can I pray for you? Um, and then checking, following back up on that. These are all little ways to say you're on my mind and I'm, I feel so blessed to have you as, as my child, no matter their age. So moms, I'm praying for you today that you would really become intentional about actively showing your love effectively to your kids, an unconditional love. Intentional moms, let's move forward now from the top priority to a completely different topic for just a few minutes. We're going to look at the art of letting go, the art of allowing our children to grow up. This last segment today also includes a prayer that I wrote for a big milestone moment in a mom's life, and that's when our child is graduating and getting ready to move on out of our home. So you might know that I write prayers from time to time and put them, I'm just starting to get them put into my website under the front porch section in the um, quiet place spot. I have been writing prayers on my Facebook page for quite a while, the Practically Speaking Mom, and I do this 
Uh, partly it's processing life for myself, but my hope is that it kind of gives you guys some tools um, to pray with when your heart is feeling something. Sometimes we forget to translate that into a prayer. When you're all stirred up and anxious about something, or you're just trying to process the emotional stuff that life brings, some of it big and some of it small, if you could get in the habit of turning all of those emotions that you're feeling and all that you're wrestling with on the inside, if you could turn those into prayers, then that can be so effective in bringing in God's help into the situation and helping it to calm you and bring you peace. So this is a prayer that I wrote when my fifth child graduated. I was just trying to process all these emotions that I was feeling, a mix of hopeful for his future, but also a little nervous for his future, and just having a hard time giving up the fact that I was going to be involved in his daily life anymore. It was changing. So uh, I hope that this prayer might be helpful to you. Dear Lord, thank you for this child that you entrusted to me. You alone know the days that lie ahead. May you go before him, preparing his way. May you go behind him to comfort and repair when the path has been difficult. May the mountains and valleys ahead be effective in his growth, producing strength and wisdom. May you keep his feet in the center of your will and his heart turned always toward you. May his passion for you be stronger than the temptations of the world and your guidance be louder than the distractions. Surround him with people who encourage him to rise above pitfalls, who lift him to new heights, and who challenge him toward greater victories than ever before, and who love him sincerely and even sacrificially. Give him courage to bring you glory instead of seeking his own accolades and continue to show him that you and I love him unconditionally. Help me to allow him to stumble and explore, but to also know when to speak up in wisdom or even admonishment, but only when you want me to. May I be a good listener, his greatest fan, and his biggest prayer warrior. And then, dear Lord, please teach my heart how to walk on my road without him near how to live at a further distance that gives him freedom and growth, allowing us to become lifelong friends that bring mutual edification in a deep, indescribable bond of love. And help me always to live in joy and anticipation of the days to come, exemplifying to my children that your ways are worthy and wonderful. So I wrote that partly trying to express to God how I was feeling and the longings of my heart for him. But I have to tell you, with it being my fifth child, I have gotten the the wonderful pleasure and blessing of seeing God's hand at work in my adult kids' lives. And what a wonderful, wonderful boost to faith that has been for me, because it just helps me see that Yes, it is my time in life to be hands off to those kids, but God steps in where we have to take a a back seat. He's always been there and always been involved, but how neat that God gets to now work through other people on our kids' behalfs or more directly with our kids on their behalf. Uh, and rather than most of it happening through us. 
it's hard as a mom to give up those reins, to allow someone else some of that, I don't want to use the word control, but some of that influence. We we want to hoard it all for ourselves because we love them so much. We enjoy it so much. But that is just not the system that God designed. He did not make children to always be near us and, and in day-to-day uh, interaction with us. He designed it to be that way in the beginning and then for us to gradually open up our hands and let them um, become something much greater than they could have been with only our influence. So uh, my prayer for you moms is that every day you would be being more and more in tune with finding out what God, what kind of involvement God wants you to have in your child's life and when you should sort of step aside for a moment and let someone else in and influence them. I remember when my oldest two, who are girls, were in the youth group and the youth group assigned, actually it was middle school, and um, the church had different mentors and they were assigning a mentor to each child as long as it was okay with the parent. And so the mentors that my girls got were awesome moms. I mean, I should have just only been thrilled that those moms were involved in their lives, but there was a part of me that was a little bit jealous and had a little bit of a hard time with the thought of that mom having influence or maybe even hearing my kids talk about something that they weren't talking about with me. And that was a really, really hard concept to accept. Now looking back, I'm super, super thankful for that. And that's not necessarily something that should happen in young ages, but by middle school, kids are starting to have some things that they might be hiding away, tucking away, knowing mom and dad's values, knowing mom and dad's perspective on things. They might be being selective in what they're sharing. So after that was such a strong and wonderful part of my daughter's lives at that stage, I actually, with the other kids, I began at that age praying for quality mentors to come alongside my kids and fill in those gaps where maybe the kids weren't sharing with me. And so that has been a big prayer for my life, for my kids ever since then. And I would encourage you to be open to some other influences like that as they get older and to even pray for those. Pray that God would bring just the right person along their path that would uh, speak truth into them and that would that would uh, show them that they have value in this world in ways that maybe your words are less effective now than they were when they were younger, more a little less impactful. Don't worry, your days of impact are coming back. I'm so thankful for my adult children, the lives, the relationships that I have with them is just a wonderful blessing to me and I believe to them as well. They do let you back in, but sometimes in little seasons in middle school or high school, you might see some pockets of time where they're a little bit resistant to being really in intimate conversations with you about everything. So just pray that God would bring the right people along their path that would be good examples and good mentors for them. This is Emma. You can find today's show notes and transcripts 
at practicallyspeakingmom.com. There you will find my mom's blog, books, and the six rooms of an intentional mom's home. If you found this podcast to be helpful, we would be honored if you would like to subscribe to the podcast, follow her blog, and join in the Practically Speaking Moms online community through Instagram and Facebook at Practically Speaking Mom. Mom is looking forward to spending time with you again next week right here on the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, the place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. Thank you.